Myself, Louise Power. This show is about community matters, diversity and inclusion, a platform for women, leadership, entrepreneurship and inspirational stories. I'm so, so sorry we was late today. Um, a bit of a kerfuffle with the trains and the, and the delays. I am very honoured today um, to have my awesome, wonderful cousin, or should I say, aka um, sister cousins in the studio with me today. I have my cousin, Natalie Power, in the studio with me today. Um, I also have two of my cousins virtually today, um, Shanika Power and Lorianne Power. And I think we're waiting for Lorianne Power to connect. I'm just going to let my studio guys know that, yeah. Can you hear me okay? No? I can't hear you through the headphones. Through the headphones, yeah, fine, I think. Janika, can you hear us? I can hear, yeah, can you hear me? Oh, oh you, you can hear us, yeah, I'm just waiting to, I'm just, my, my technician's coming in. I'm just, I, I, I can't, I can't hear her. I can't hear anything through here. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, Thank you so much for joining. Thanks, Nat, for coming in the studio. I know all of us have got such crazy, crazy schedules. I don't even know how we've done it, guys, honestly. Yeah. It's, uh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here again. Um, you know, we were here, I think it was last year, was it? Was it a year, year before? before? <laughs> wow, the pandemic has really <laughs> stolen time. <laughs> so it's a pleasure to be here again and again with other members of my wonderful family too. <laughs> And 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 Neeks, you've just flown in from the USA, so yeah. we're lucky to have you here sitting with us because I know your your trip back to the UK is only temporary. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, uh, I've been back for a couple of days. We can't hear her, can we? Um, he's you know he's working on that. So now, how how has has things has things been the last couple of years? Um, do you want to just just while they're sorting out the technical difficulties in the background as to why we can't hear the others virtually? What, how has things been in the last couple of years since you were sitting in the hot seat here on the Power Hour? Um, I mean, I can say that the past, or since obviously the pandemic was official from March 2020, and I can say personally, since March 2020, I have not stopped working. In fact, um, for those people who don't know what I do, which obviously we're going to speak about later, I work, work in social care. Um, I am a, I, you know, I am a, a registered manager of children's homes i'm a consultant um i am also service manager so i am you know working in that setting during the pandemic you can imagine yeah. was extremely stressful but also at the same time i can honestly say very rewarding um and also my growth during mm. that time has been you know sort of to look back to where we were coming from we opened one of our children's homes during yeah. the pandemic. So yeah. that was a very challenging time to say the least. So it was um, definitely a busy time for me professionally. So, you know, I'm, I'm grateful um, that I had the experience to work during such a challenging time. Yeah, I was just about to ask you, what was the biggest challenge during the, that the period? The biggest challenge I think was just keeping everybody safe you know yeah and children's mental health working I mean not just children my staff um you know mental health during that period um to keep everybody home from going crazy during that period you know yeah was very very difficult and it was a, a massive challenge for myself my team my directors um you know a big big challenge but we we made it but you made it yeah the last time we was here 
life was so different. We wasn't thinking about like COVID, the pandemic, you know, it just, it was, everything was so normalized and just realized how privileged we really was at that time. Even family, like we're all here today, today and we're all family, but it's been such a long time. We used to like see each other so much. And then there was that period where even fam- as family, we didn't even get to see each other, no, you know. Right. And again, the things that we took for granted or we take yeah. for granted or, you know, I think the pandemic has changed the way that we view time, view time with each other, telling people how much you care for them because unfortunately for some of us, we did lose people during that period. And, you know, thoughts and prayers go out to all those people that did lose loved ones, friends during that period. But again, I think we've had to relearn how to live again in a different way. Um, And that's, I think everybody's experienced that in some way. The pandemic touched everybody in some shape, you know, in some form, in some way. Absolutely. Um, I'll just check in. Uh, Shanika, can you just say something? So I think we've got a little bit, I don't think I can still hear you. So, and I can see Laurie's in the background. So I'm going to take a quick one minute break. Can anybody hear me? And give an opportunity to connect in with the background because I'm not sure why I've got my other guests in the virtual background and we can't hear them. So I'm going to take a quick commercial break uh, for one minute and we'll be right back. Do not touch that dial. You are locked into Revive FM 94.0 on the Power Hour. If you want to advertise your business, can anyone hear me? Then visit Alternatively, contact our sales team now on anybody hearing me? That's 07944 Turkish Kitchen. The best Turkish food you'll ever taste. We only use the highest quality meat. Along with our mixed grill platters, we serve cold mezes, hot mezes, lamagin, and a wide selection of fish options. To order for delivery or collection, call us now on 0208 507 8822. That's 0208 507 8822. Or visit us at 41 Ripple Road, Barking, IG 11 7NT. We can also take group bookings and take care of all your party needs. The Turkish Kitchen Barking. Looking to get your finances in order? MR Accountants has you covered. We provide a full range of accountancy and taxation services, including annual and management accounts, self-assessment tax returns, VAT, bookkeeping and payroll services. We ensure you're kept up to date with the latest legislation and our client-focused approach helps us plan your business finances from savings to investments. We are MR Accountants. Visit our website at mraccountants.com or call us on 0203-432-9138. Through your hands, we can shape the future by supporting an orphan, by quenching someone's thirst, by empowering people through life-changing livelihood projects, by responding to those in urgent need. The future lies in your hands. Muslim Hats, united for the needed. Minhad School of Islamic Sciences provides quality Islamic education for children aged between 5 and 15 years old. As well as teaching classical Islam, including Tajweed, Fiqh, Sirah and Aqidah, we endeavour to equip children with essential Islamic manners, morals and values. Here at MSIS, our experienced teachers create an inspirational learning environment where we strive to cater for the needs of every child. For enrolment inquiries, Inquire in person at Minhaj School of Islamic Sciences, Monday to Friday, 5 to 7 p.m. at 292-296 Romford Road or email 
admin.edu underscore london at minhajuk.org. Does your pizza excite you? The London Pizza Depot invites you on a journey with our worldwide inspired pizzas to the smoking jerk drums of Jamaica to savor the Caribbean hot to sunny California to enjoy the greatest invention, the Cali cheeseburger. Transport yourself with every bite. Our authentically prepared hand-stretched dough, freshly diced veg, finest cuts of halal meat and our 100% mozzarella cheese ensures the delivery of a masterpiece every time. Visit www.londonpizzadepot.co.uk or our branches in Ilford or Plasto. Now you can enjoy buy one pizza, get one free every Tuesday. T's and C's apply. Thinking of selling or letting your property? Need someone reliable to find the best prospect for your home? Well, look no further. Cameron Adams is here to take care of all your needs. Our professional and experienced team will guide you through the entire process and ensure you find the right client for your property. For a no obligation quotation, contact us now on 0208 558 2000. That's 0208 558 2000. Or visit us at 30 Church Lane in Leytonstone. Cameron Adams, always at your service. Revive FM 94.0 On the radio On your mobile And online Hello, good afternoon. You are locked into Revive FM 94.0 on the Power Hour with your host today, myself, Louise Power. This show is about community matters, diversity and inclusion, a platform for women, leadership, entrepreneurship and inspirational stories. And I'm so sorry about the technical difficulties beforehand. We've had the trains today and now we've had technical difficulties in the studio. I am so honoured to have my Cousins, my cousin sisters here with me on the Power Hour. Thank you so much. I have Natalie Power for you again in the studio with me today. I have Lorianne Power coming in virtually and I have Shanika Power as well coming in virtually. Thank you so much for joining me, guys. Hi, Lou. Good can afternoon. You, can can you hear us all right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Clearly, well, yeah. we, we can't hear her, all right, can we? No. Oh, <laughs> we can't. Is your, is, your, is your volume all the way up? Yeah, let me just check. One second. Can you hear me now? No? Yeah, so so I'm getting some people are writing on there. I can hear all oh, right, so some I can hear everybody well, but we can't hear them. Okay. All right. So Natalie, you can dot the window maybe just tell that we can't hear them. So um yeah, it's yeah, it's it's, it's all awesome to have you here today. We've got we've had these these technical difficulties here. Um and before before uh, going on for a break, Natalie was talking to us. You can, yeah, you can hear us. Um, yeah, but we can't hear you. Can <laughs> you hear me? Not hear me now. You can't no. hear me. We can't hear you. I can hear. I, I don't can know hear why. Sonica as well. We can. We can. You can hear us, but we can't hear you. Yeah, they're looking into it. So I'm so sorry. It looks like something technical here, because. We're okay here in the studio. We can hear each other, but we can't hear you guys virtually. Yeah. Yeah. Did he say? So he's just trying to sort out the technical difficulties. So they're just trying to get to the bottom of why we can't hear in the studio. So I think while we're waiting for them to get to the bottom of it, um, <laughs> we'll yeah. just, we'll, I'll just, we'll just carry on. I know, and, and um, um, Lorian is, and for those of you who don't know, Lorian 
power my cousin. She's a QC and she's currently working away out of London. So we're just hoping that everything does work so that we can hear from her. And also my cousin Shanika, she's working away. She's a director. She's working away. So we hope we can both hear from them today um, before they have to go back for after after lunch. Um, so before the... Can you hear us now? We can hear you. No. Can you hear us? Oh, my gosh, we can hear them. Oh, hi, guys. <laughs> okay. I can't believe it. And then there was light. And then there was light. And then there was power. <laughs> All right, great. So we can hear. We can hear. Shanika, right. can you hear us? Can, can I can hear. hear. I can't believe it, guys. This is just, okay. I, well, the title is What's Your Superpower? Mine is definitely, I don't know how. Definitely not technology. <laughs> so, so Natalie's already introduced herself. If you guys would would introduce yourself for us today, that would be really great. Thank you. So, Shanique, um, Lorianne, if you could introduce yourself. Okay, so my name's Lorianne Power. I'm Natalie's sister, your cousin Lou, obviously, and Shanika is my daughter. Um, and I am a criminal barrister. I'm currently in Sheffield. And yeah, thanks for having me. You're welcome. And Shanika? Hi guys, I'm Sharnika Power. Um, yep, cousin above, aunt to the right, and mother to the side of me. <laughs> um, and I am, I guess, first and foremost, I'd say I'm a poet and a writer. That's sort of my passion. It's what drives me. It's what fuels me. Um, uh, and my my regular job is as a communications director, but my passion is really um, producing producing work that benefits our community as a whole uh, whatever medium that's through usually through poetry and uh, playwriting however as a communications director I work with clients and calls that uh, contribute to that overall goal so yeah that's me Shanika Power. Thank you Shanika and talking about what inspires you to, this is International Women's Month so it's a beautiful and fantastic month for me to have you here, for me to celebrate you in your uniqueness as, as our wholeness as a family and just all the wonderful things that it is that you all do individually and the things that we do together. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, Laura, if you can just, uh, Laurianne, you know, you've had some fantastic news lately um, and it'll be wonderful if you can share that that with us. Um, and it'd be great to hear a little bit about you, Shanika, and what you've been doing, but you've just flown back into the, the country and then um, I know we all want to go on and speak about our wonderful matriarch and continue with the agenda so I'll go over to Law just to talk about her fantastic news um, uh, the honour of, of becoming a QC and, and if you could just tell us a little bit about obviously over the last couple of years your journey So, um, so yeah I am one of I think uh, about 50 Queen's Council that were appointed um, by the Queen this year to become um, a member of basically Queen's Council. So it, it basically means after you've done a considerable number of years being a barrister, 22 for me, I've been a barrister for 22 years, um, wow. you, can, you, you can be considered for, you have to apply and go through a process, a quite rigorous process of being assessed and considered to become one of um, Her Majesty's Council, which is a select, a hand-picked select number of people who only now deal with the most serious cases in the country. So cases like murder, terrorism, um, very serious offences that really affect and impact on the state and, and on the country as a whole. So it's really, it's, a, it's an honour, of course, for me to have been a se selected, but actually... Um, 
one thing that has really come back at me is that it's probably something that I should have done a while ago. And I really think that being sometimes being a woman and sometimes being a woman, particularly a woman of colour, we don't often recognise just how good we are. And we sometimes require validation from other people. And so the lesson that I've learned really from this process, it takes about three or four or so years to apply and become Queen's Counsel because it's a, an assessment of a number of cases and references from a number of judges and, 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 your, um, and your colleagues uh, and an assessment at the end of it. And one thing that ha I've taken away from it and one thing that I am now passing on to other women, particularly women of colour within the profession, is that when you feel ready to apply, apply. Don't wait to be validated, to be called, to be told. And I think that as women, we're recognising more and more that we go toe to toe. And actually, this is the first year in history that women have been appointed in the same numbers as men. I think it's almost a 50-50 split, about 51-50% split um, <clears throat> between men and women being appointed Queen's Council. I am, I think, number seven black female council. So we've got a long way to go in terms of um, really making up the the race, bringing the race up to the gender um, yes. diversity statistics. But as this is International Women's Day, I feel those are statistics that are a win for all of us as women because it's about upholding and trying to promote each other. So, um, yeah, so uh, really I think that's... Uh, COVID was a very difficult time. And what I decided to do during COVID was actually... For the first time, I was able to sit down and take a breath and think about what it is I wanted to do and next steps. And I mm. said, you know, actually, I'm going to just do this, do this for myself. And what I recognise is actually, far from doing it for myself, I've done it for a lot of other women who are now saying, oh, wow, that's amazing. If you can do it, I think I can do it as well. I am so, like, in, in the words of my friend Patrice, so, so, so proud of you. Like, I'm so proud of you. And I know we're all so proud of you. And you said something at the beginning there about, you know, wanting perhaps to do it earlier. And what, you know, I think a lot of women, you know, we've spoken in, in a group together about imposter syndrome or those self-doubts that we have. You know, what are some of the things, um, guys, you think that, you know, that that make us have these imposter syndromes that make us feel as though, you know, can we do it? And, and we we question ourselves, you know, what are some of those things you think that... I, th I think I would say that I think it's um, sort of historical, sort of seeing the role models being there and sometimes not being there, not at sort of representation as well. I think somebody like Lorianne, for instance, now, you know, black female QC, that's representation. That's for other young girls or women to see that it's possible. And I think we need, you know, more representation. I think... Um, in terms of the imposter syndrome and, and you know, us kind of having that self-doubt. Um, I think there's many reasons why it's there, but I think what's kind of clear for me to see now is that we are empowering each other. There's a lot mm. more empowerment um, of women. You know, International Women's Month is just a, a small uh, area um, mm -hmm. of us empowering each other and supporting each other, and I think that that's something that will give people the power to believe in themselves. And I think we need to push that for our young girls and, and women, women wear lots of different hats. 
mothers, you know, it's it's almost as though you've got to pick a struggle as, or, you know, pick a, pick a course. If you're going to be a mum, you're going to be a mum. If you're going to be a professional, mm. but actually we can do it all. You know, I like we're, that. We're super women. I like that. Sometimes the people think that you need to be pigeonholed. Yeah. But actually if you're creative and, you know, and we do do it all. We do balance the motherhood and, and everything else and, and our careers and, and all of our creative side. And Shanika, you know, talking about doing it all, you know, you've been in the UK, you've been in New York, um, and, you know, being being the youngest of the bunch as well, I'd like to ask you, you know, where you get your superpower, where you get your strength and your resilience to overcome some of these imposter syndromes that, you know, your mum spoke about and, you know, that we've all spoken about as women in the family. Yeah, I mean, I luckily come from a family of strong women, as you can see um, from you three, but obviously you three are part of, of a much larger picture. And um, I'm very, very fortunate to have all these women who have come before me, who have sort of navigated all the things I'm navigating already. Even I'm sure people watching this are thinking, oh, she looks too young to be my mother. But having had such a young mother and getting to <laughs> watch her path um, so closely, and, um, you know, she says she's been doing this for... 22 years now as a lawyer I just turned 27 the other day so to say I've been there every step of the way is you know not an exaggeration so to then see this come to fruition um it it shows us really that everything is possible with hard work and watching all of you guys work so hard uh, again with Vani Nat from from so young to now being um the manager and sort of running her ship coming on as do you know what I mean coming on yeah yeah to now running it you sort of see that with hard work um nothing is impossible and with the um imposter syndrome i think especially again for women of color we've had to in the past assimilate so heavily in order to get to these positions you know we've had to almost assimilate out of ourselves out of our womanhood or out of our blackness out of our uh, whatever yeah. it is and so to see people now achieve these things without having to compromise themselves so heavily so to reach positions like queen's council or any of these high positions and not compromise your integrity you know stay true to your blackness um stay and manage to maintain your womanhood again maintain um your your as your role as a mother um, and all of these things, it shows us that we can have it all. And in fact, we don't have to assimilate, assimilate out of ourselves in order to achieve it. And which then kind of combats this feeling of always feeling like an imposter. Because, you know, you go to work every day, you have to be something else in order to achieve what your peers are achieving. And the long term effect of that is this imposter syndrome is is who I am truly or authentically me isn't good enough to achieve these things. I have to then be someone else to achieve them. And so that, that, you know, that's really compromising. And I think a lot of people from my generation, I watch them struggle with these kind of thoughts mm-hmm. and feelings. And some of them, I watch them succumb to these thoughts and feelings to the points where they don't have the identity that they should, you know, or the connection to their identity that they should, because they felt they've had to, to, compromise themselves and achieve what they've achieved whereas um, being rooted in the family that I'm rooted in the power family you know I feel like it's, it's not a coincidental name being um, rooted mm-hmm. in a family of such powerful women and see them not only achieve what they've achieved but achieve it whilst being true to their ideologies to their beliefs to what we've been taught as children coming up to 
being taught, um, you know, the importance of loving and respecting our blackness, our heritage, our identity, our womanhood. Um, so being able to see people achieve and stay true to all of those things, I think, has combated for me and a lot of people of my generation, a lot of these feelings of um, being an imposter. Yeah. Or like we're, we refuse to be gaslighted. My <laughs> if you don't have- feel powered up after hearing that, I don't know what to say. <laughs> Because point, it's so interesting because I've never actually heard her articulate um, a, a reaction to imposter syndrome in that way. And I had a real dilemma when Sharnika was very young. I, I had a real dilemma. Do I send her to a school where mm-hmm. she fits in um, or do I send her to a school where she potentially stands out? And right. I, even though the imposter so syndrome... The sorry? I, she chose the latter. I did choose the letter. I chose the letter for a number of reasons, but I was concerned that she would have to compromise who she truly was in order to fit in. And what yeah. she actually did, and this is absolutely no credit to me whatsoever, this is all credit to her, what she actually did was bring a very foreign and alien environment to her around to her way of thinking, and she educated them on her culture and on her values as a young black child living in still live within an urban area and so as opposed to going in and feeling like an imposter she actually Mm. went in and was able to feel empowered and so we sometimes are reluctant to put ourselves or our children in environments where we think that they are not going to she says assimilate to the norm and i think part of being a woman is about being brave and it's about putting our toe and, and our foot into those environments where we might feel as though it's going to be hostile. And let me tell you, being the seventh black woman Queen's Council in the country is a very worrying and frightening, um, even for me after so long. It is. But, but, because when I came to the bar as a woman of colour 22 years ago, I was still one of few, I know what the experience is like. And we have to go through it to get through it. We can't go around it or above or underneath it. We literally have to go through it. And actually the most empowering thing for me as a woman, this being International Women's Day, was having a daughter of my own because it made me realize that there are no shortcuts. You have to go through this. And that's what we now try to do. I think all of us collectively as a family is we bring each other through. And I don't think that this past five years or so has our individual successes we've got cousins who are training to be a nurse one who's just qualified as a midwife my sister natalie who is now heading up her own basically her own businesses in the care industry sharnika who's flown off you louise who has your own radio show this isn't this is not because one of us is successful it's because Mm. collectively we bring each other along with us and one person's success is an indicator to the other person that success is achievable but it's more achievable when we do it together and I, I agree, and I, I think I can second that. I think myself and Lorianne have been having these conversations while, you know, whilst she's, she's, you know, declared to us that her great news. And actually, she made some, you know, I never really thought of it how she was thinking again. But then when I think about it, she was saying, you know, all of us are a part of that journey for her. Um, she, Absolutely. she, as a collective, even though she, you know, I, 
the train journeys to the ends of the country in the morning. I'm there with her in the mornings, you know. She, I found her at six. I used to come, I used to come library with you as well. Do you remember? <laughs> I was there. It's, it's those conversations in the morning when I say to her, I don't know how you are in Bristol yeah. every day, you know, four mm. hour train journeys, but we do it together. I stay on the phone to her for an hour and a half in the morning. It's doing it together. It's, yeah that support and same with me you know she's we've always supported each other and we've done the same for each other's children cousins you know we are there for the for that for that journey together yeah. and I think that's when we share the successes when we have the successes they're shared for me anything that I achieve mm. I share it with the people that have been there in, along the journey with me so it takes a village doesn't it that's right it takes if, a you if, you if you're not some people might be listening Lou to your show and be thinking well it's great for them you know, they've got, you know, they're mm. sisters and we, we don't even, I mean, like I was saying to um, my colleague at yesterday, I didn't even realise that you was my cousin. I thought you was my sister until I was, <laughs> because that's how much we grew together. As, yeah. as, and if you, if you don't have, or you're not blessed or lucky enough to have a family like ours, where there are very strong women with a very strong matriarch at the head, call on your friend network. You'll go out yes. there and source women, find yeah. a mentor. Yeah. find a mentee to pass it down to the community is filled with women just like us it doesn't matter what color shape size sexuality religion belief systems you are find a woman to align yourself with that has the same work ethic as you or someone who is you want to emulate and to be like and to help you along your journey because as, as you just said Lou, it does it's not necessarily the biological connection exactly it's just finding a network of like-minded women to support you through what can sometimes be a very, very difficult life journey. And it, I think as well, I, I mean, I can give an example. When I went for my Ofsted interview, which mm. was, you know, you get told this interview, you've got to pass it, you get one chance at it. And if you don't, you never ever can do it again. So just... Oh, yeah, I remember that, that. I couldn't believe that. I, I thought, I, I, wow. Sitting in that room and, um, you know, going through that, process and actually mm. I was literally quaking in my boots like you know am I going to get through this like again a bit of imposter syndrome should I even mm. be here but at that moment a, a, a woman of colour walked into the room and said to me take a deep breath and get used to being in rooms like this this is where you belong and that stuck with me and I think that impact that's someone that I don't even know but as a woman of colour she I didn't, you know, I didn't need the validation, but she validated, which mm. is something that I should have known. Um, and I did deserve to be there. I uh, oh, yeah, definitely. Deserve you deserve the seat at the table. Yeah. Shelley Chisholm, if yes. they don't give you a seat at the table, bring a folding right. chair. That is my favourite quote. And when I started my business and, you know, I first went to, over to the Olympic Park and I had my office and I was work, w w like working amongst like Barclays Bank. And, you know, I first got my first trustee board role. You know, those those feelings set in. I think this is bigger than me. But because of my strength, because of my family connections, because of the, the growing up with you guys and the conversations we have and the support that we give each other, you know, innately, there's something within me that always keeps it going. There's something within me that <clears throat> where that superpower belongs. And, we, you know, we just we bring our chair to the table. We know that that, you know, there's, there's a place, there's something that we're supposed to be and, doing. And again, I think, you know, Laurie's valid point about surrounding yourself that is one of the lessons that i've learned in these parts past two three years since stepping out of the education yeah. um setting and coming into social care um i have learned it's the people that i've surrounded myself with 
that have really, really supported me. Obviously, yeah. my family, I'm blessed to have that support from my family. But there are certain women, um, and I mean men, but, you know, there have been women, to mention a few names, you know, Brenda, Tammy, Gamilla, uh, uh, who have supported me, stood by my side and yeah. taken me through that, you know, supported me through that journey where I was, you like, you know, not sure. <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. Doubts kicked yeah. in. But there were so many... Um, you know, there are so many of us that have people around us that do give us that support. And I think, we, you know, for those people who are feeling a little bit overwhelmed and feel that they don't have that support, if you look close enough, there is, mm. there's always somebody that will support you. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that. I love this advice. And I think there's so many people that are going to be inspired because people know, you know, where us, the power family, but they don't know exactly what people do and, and you know, and just how how close we are as well <clears throat> well i'm sure that you know our friends know how close we are but just sort of like giving that it's inspiring isn't it to the community that you know we're a really close family and we support each other through what it is that we're doing and you know um you know we unfortunately we lost the matriarch of the family um a few years ago that's you know we've all it's been such a difficult time you know vilma power our grandmother our nan you know that it's all of us have trying to individually and collectively as a family get through that. But one of the things that we all took from her was her resilience and her drive and her strength and just her determination coming here in that Windrush period, coming here and experiencing racism, coming here and wanting to give our parents and us a different experience and a different life overcoming all of those challenges and 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 hurdles and bottlenecks and we saw her do that and you know that did give us some of those some of the power that we have today right um yeah i would agree um i think that you know in our in our respective families as well you know we have velma we have my mum, Queenie, who is a star, obviously, there's yeah, your mum, you know, Queen. I'm a mum, and as a mother, yeah. you know, I think, you know, for, for Vilma, Nan, as we call her, um, she, you know, she faced a lot of hurdles, and I think one of the things that I can say about her is that she allowed us to learn from her, mm-hmm. and those hurdles and those experiences that she had, again, generationally, were changing some of the narratives yeah. by doing things differently, even though she set the way. Um, yeah. you know, and also my grandparents on the other side, my grandma, um, Yulita, who's mm-hmm. my mother's mum, you know, she, they came over during that period as well. So I have two grandmothers who we look up to, you know, as matrox and actually, you know, they went through a lot and we've learned a lot from what they experienced. But again, it's breaking cycles, it's breaking generational curses. You know, Lorianne, again, for me and my family was the first person to obtain her degree. That again, um, for me, that was a big deal for us. Going to the bar was a big deal. Yes. You know, changing the narrative of, you know, what was then and actually driving it forward to our children and, you know, going to university, all about, you know, children Mm. going through, getting their degrees and doing what they want, you know, in life. And and there's, you know, the challenges are there, but they've got that power to, to to jump those hoops and go through those hurdles. Yeah. The funny thing about both of us, I mean, Vilma in particular, because she was a larger than life character. But one thing that she she did that I think we perhaps all of us collectively and individually didn't appreciate at the time. But what she taught us was never to shrink down who we are because we are girls. 
And some some women, consciously or subconsciously, feel that a woman needs to, to shrink down who she is in order to allow everything else to, to you know, develop and come bigger around her. And I think that what she did is, is she um, taught us that it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay not to be perfect. Um, it's okay to make your presence felt. And, but I think most importantly, what she taught us was it is really important to enjoy life. And she was one, you know, when I used to say to my friends at school, uh, I went to Madame Tussauds with my gran on the weekend or my nan took me to carnival. It Your nan? I mean, most of their, their nans couldn't get out of the sofa without help. Well, my <laughs> doing some like dusty wine in the middle of the carnival. There's truly, you know, what, yeah, and that's what she would do every year. She taught us that life is for living. And that was in spite of huge adversity. You've gone. We can't hear you. We can't hear you now. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, oh, the yeah. call came through. So I think when the call comes through, it, it, oh, uh, yeah. Mind if, yeah, so um, she taught us, uh, she taught us about how big you can be as a woman. And I don't mean physically big. I mean that your, your, your silence can be just as big as your voice. Your presence can be just as big as your absence. And I think we felt, we felt the bigness and the largeness and the presence of her by her absence. Because I, I, was, I messaged your mum, Lou, the other day and I said, I tried on, went for my fitting and I said, um, I messaged your mum because she's the closest thing to Nan for me. I know, I know she's my dad's her first child, but from a woman's perspective, and I messaged her and said, I really wanted to be able to send Nan this video of me getting fitted in, because she loved the Queen. I mean, she was, the amount of time she took me to Buckingham Palace. Me and you both, all of us in it. Do you remember, Lou? We took pictures yeah, yeah, of the picture. outside. Yeah, yeah. so you I know, wanted to she was the tour operator of the UK. She was. She knew every nook and cranny of it. And so um, she laid the foundation for us to be women, the women that we are by not shrinking down ourselves, not, 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 not compromising who we are, being loud and being mm. proud and she being was present. There. No, she was there, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, felt her, I felt her. I felt, I felt her every step of the way, you know. And, you know, whatever your beliefs, your spiritual beliefs, whether you believe or not, her presence was there by her influence, mm. you know, and um, yeah, so I think I say for women, for just last point, because I'm going to have to go and get back into court in a moment, but um, just on women who have children and I, you know, I had Sharnika when I was very, very young. I was still a bit, I just was out of school and often women think, well, I have to raise a family or raise my child and then I can think about my career later. Please don't think like that. Mm. Your daughters are watching you. There is no need to compromise. You can yeah. be a great mum and be present and be involved, Absolutely. but you must put yourself first Absolutely. because otherwise, then you know what is your child learning? So you don't have to compromise, and it's not easy. Yes, it's difficult. You can do both, but you know, as a you know, and I always say to my kids, don't expect me to be the mum that is there to do all of these things but one <laughs> you know and they know that I'm, I'm telling them that i said it to my son now and he you know he says don't worry mum car car's already told me that you're never going to be there on time for parents evening you know but 
you know my limitations and you know my strengths and they're watching and so don't think don't think you know i want to enroll on this degree course but i can't do it until little johnny's five you can do it and you can make it work there's so many resources out there that you can tap into that makes having a career being a wife being a mother being a friend all achievable at the very same time thank you I know, so I know that, Laurian, you're going to have to go. Now, there's a hashtag at the moment, right, going around on LinkedIn, and it's called Breaking the Bias. And it's like that. And they're speaking about the things for women where they're saying, you know, about breaking the bias. And I would just want to ask you first, because I know you're going to have to shoot off. For me, when I first went into the industry, for example, started my entrepreneurship journey, and it started in tech, of course, there was massive disparities for women, even more so for black women. And I remember having a conversation in the space with somebody who thought I was in the wrong place. And actually, I was sitting in exactly where I was supposed to be. But because they didn't know, they didn't, they didn't put together that I was the director and CEO of that organization. You couldn't com- commute to them because you cannot be what you cannot see. And they don't normally see people in those positions where I was. So can you just give a little bit of advice about what, what people can do to break those biases? Just a couple of lines about, you know, being a woman and, and being interested in, in law or whatever, you know, to break those biases, what, what, what would you say? You just got to do it. Yeah. You just got to do it. Don't overthink it. Don't, don't wait for anyone to give you permission. Don't seek permission from anyone. You've given yourself permission to do it. You just have to do it. And use, you know, use your adversity as your opportunity, as yeah. your driving force. I, what I have learned about being, as you know, I don't ever really call myself a single parent because my whole family raised Shani. <laughs> so I don't call myself, but, but from being a young mum, that brings challenges. Mm. And when you're met with challenges, you develop skills to overcome those challenges. You use the challenges, that you, the skills that you develop when dealing with challenges as your tools most people within the profession that I'm in, for example, will not know <laughs> or identify with any kind of challenge that we go through some from, as women from our communities, which means you have the upper hand. Use your, what your perceived weaknesses are as your strength and just mm. do it. Don't wait for validation. Times are changing. The landscape is changing. And, you know, when someone says to you that you're in the wrong seat, when someone says to you that you're in the wrong seat, you don't say you're not in the wrong seat. You say, this is my seat. Yeah, yeah. This is my seat. And I'm at the table. And, you know, go and find a seat and come sit next to me if you like and learn something. And for you guys, right, because I know we're coming, you know, so what, what, what is your superpower? Yeah, because that was exactly mine at the time. And actually, sometimes my superpower changes day by day. It depends on what's going on. <laughs> but what is your superpower i'll go to shanika what is your superpower shanika ah it's a hard it's a hard question um i'd say that the cliche of me being a woman i mean i really connect with it i think there's different parts of your identity that you can connect with on different levels it's kind of up to you but um for example like i feel like narrative has been for women that we are sort of this marginalized oppressed group to the side but when we really acknowledge we're not marginalised, we cannot be marginalised, we are half the population, society cannot move without us. So it's very important. Once you know your power, yeah. um, I, I, that, that is it. I think knowing my power is my superpower. So yeah. I, I know my potential, I know my capabilities, I know my capacity as a woman, as a woman of colour. 
um, as an educated woman. Um, so when I enter a room and I'm underestimated, which is happens to me, um, it's going to happen, right? Um, so when I walk into a room and I'm underestimated, that is just, that's an opportunity for that's an opportunity for me to push back. It's an opportunity um, for me to open the door for the next woman who walks in who looks exactly like me, so you don't second-guess her. Do you know what I mean? So it's very much... Um, I have a, a one example. Um, when I first went to a job interview straight out of university in New York, um, I was wearing my St Andrews jumper because uh, I went to St Andrews University. And he said to me, oh, St Andrews isn't that like a fancy British uni? I said, oh, I guess a bit because um, it had the reputation at the time where William had met Kate. It was, yeah. It had gone to America. It had hit the mainstream. And he said to me, oh, well, who'd you steal that hoodie off of? Steal the jumper off. And <laughs> um, it, it knocked me. It was like wow. it was my, early, my early introduction into the work world, and it knocked me. But also, he had his, my CV in front of him right there at the table. And I just said, if you just look down at the top of my CV, you'll just see my credentials there, St. Andrews, and my master's degree, and my grade. And he just looked down. And I mean, I think it's very important. Once you know your power, no one can take it away from you. So that I didn't. That there was no leeway there for me to second guess myself based on his comment because I know I've just come from and graduated and I'm here. So uh, you can second guess me. You can doubt me. As long as I don't doubt myself, then you're, the, what you're doing has no real effect. It's not going to affect my trajectory. Do you know what I mean? And it's very important. I think a lot of what people do when they try and sort of knock you down or throw these biases at you is to knock you off your path. You know, awesome. they're trying to if you're heading to the top, someone is going to try and knock you back, back, back down and especially into the position they believe has been constructed for a woman. So if you are breaking out of that mold, that is when you're going to get attacked the most. You get what I'm saying? So you are you are challenging the norm and the status quo that society revolves around that a woman can only be in this position and you are breaking out of it, know that you're going to be attacked. So when you're attacked, you know, see that as an opportunity. Um, see that as an indication that you are on the right path, that you are doing the right thing. Don't let it knock you back. Don't let it do what it's designed to do. And uh, know your power because, yeah, like I said, knowing your power is your superpower. You know the power, no one can take your power away from you because it's yours. No one knows it like you. It's like a dog. Once it's your dog and you know the hey, dog, who's the dog, who's nurturing you, who's nurturing your talents, no one can take that. You know, you see the dog five years later, someone sold it five years ago, still going to run up to you in the street. So I feel like it's a bit like that. You've got to really know your know yourself, yep. know your identity, uh, know your power, know your, your roots, know, know who you are. Try and... Mm -hmm. Before you get to know anyone else, especially you're in your 20s, we go out there, oh, I want to get to know this person. I want to get to know this industry. I want to get to know guys. I want to get to know you. And then go for it. That's oh. what I said to you. <laughs> I, was like, I, was just, I'm just, I was just like, power, 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 power. I'm just like, woo! Do you know something? And this kind of, we have to do this again. What is your superpower? I feel like it's something that we need to do on a regular basis, if, we, if we're doing it monthly, if we're doing it bi-monthly, if we're doing it quarterly, because I just feel like it's such an, it's, it's great for us to be able to have this platform. And actually just, to, you know, we haven't even got into our lives yet. Do you know what I mean? We're just, we're just touching the service. We haven't even got into the deepness of anything yet. Now, what is your superpower? I think Shanika touched on it. I, I, I think I had an experience, again, just a, just a small, very second sort of anecdotal, 
I got my new job after leaving education, after speaking in edu- working in education for a really long time. It took me a long time to move on from it. And when I did, I was kind of lost. I was like, oh my God, you know, I mean, I'm out in the world. Yeah. What am I going to do? Yeah. And obviously I, I went into social care and rose up through the ranks quite quickly. And when I did finally become an Ofsted reg- registered manager, I was on a phone call to somebody and somebody said, well, how did you get that then? And Ooh. I got that by doing Working the work up. that I needed to do. And that, at that moment, made me realise that a few years before I had made a journey to work on myself and knowing who I am was my, is my superpower. I know exactly mm. who I am. And yeah. that is my superpower. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. He's waving at me in the background. Um, um, Law, your superpower is... I'm just, I'm, I think I know what your superpower is, yeah. I'm just going to let you just say it in one line quickly I before they get me. Oh, it is determination. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And oh, I would I say, my, yeah, and my superpower changes every day, but absolutely resilience and determination and, you know, having fantastic, wonderful women like yourselves and all of the other women in the power 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 family behind me um thank you so much thank you everybody thank for listening we're going to have to come back and do a part yeah, two part three part four yeah. but louise you never spoke about your award oh i did she did get an award and she did receive an award but we can't oh, go into it i yeah, did and we received an award and i brought it with me from the new york bar association united show us. Yeah. Show us, show us. can you show us please come on for the women Okay. She got an award from the New York Bar Association. I mean, that shows you the power of Lou. You've got, geez, look at that. That's amazing. Amazing, Lou. Yeah, from the United Nations New York Bar Association. <laughs> and, um, and I'll be talking on the 8th of March um, and in formal collection of this, this um, beautiful, beautiful award. Yeah, so it's very special um, for all the work that I've done with women and girls and supporting them, women and her heroes. So, and you guys are my heroes. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. And people are clapping. Love you all so much. And please come back. We've just touched the surface. Please come back. Love you all. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. You have been locked into Revive FM 94.0 on the Power Hour. Please do lock in again. We are here bi-weekly on every other Thursday. And we thank you so much for listening to the show and sorry for the technical difficulties. 